Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Guys, Harden has spoken. Got a lot to get into in this episode. It's uh, Harden's first, actually I think this is Harden's first time talking since his whole uh, uh, China escapade speech. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. I don't think he's done any media interviews uh, since then. So yeah, um, lots to get into uh, with this episode. How's everyone doing? Doing good. You're in our head. I feel this is gonna be a pretty heated episode with uh, this whole this whole Harden stuff. Um, but we'll get right into it. Uh, so we could be nearing the end of the James Harden um, era in Philadelphia. Woj recently reported, "quote The Clippers have spent the last couple of weeks talking to teams around the league about their own 2028 unprotected first round pick and potentially maybe another pick swap. They had to see what value that was with other teams." And they expect the Clippers to go back to Philadelphia and Dale Morey to run some of these scenarios by him and see if any of these trades interest them. He also reported that the Sixers want the assets to flip for an all-star level point guard or guard, not point guard. Um, okay, so I got t- a couple questions for you guys. Um, one, um, it sounds like tr- uh, tr- trading Harden won't end the roster shaping for the Sixers, and I know people don't like calling it a punt season, but do you think we'll ever have a finished product this year? Um, and then the other question, which is just a couple of things to get over, uh, get in your guys' head for this one. Um, James Harden spoke to the media earlier and was asked if things could be, re- be repaired. And he said, quote, no, this is not even about this situation. This is in life. When you lose trust in someone, it's like a marriage. You lose trust in someone. You know what I mean? It's pretty simple. He went on to say he's here at practice and will continue to be the professional he's been for 15 years. Fellas, what are your thoughts on this quote and how difficult will it be to get James temporarily bought into what we got going on right now? So lots of What do you mean? What's your question? Go back to the first question. question. All right, we'll start with we'll start with the first one. We'll start with the first one. I wanna, you know, because I got somebody um I think his name started with T that's gonna say something interesting. What did you say now? I want to make it very clear. Um, we'll, we'll go to the first one, and we'll tackle the the, the hard one. Question at a time. Yes, right. one question right. at a time. All right. Well, so we'll start with the first one. Um, so with the uh, so do, do you think um we'll ever have a finished product this year on this team? The fact that we might want to flip the assets we get from Harden to get another guard, or will we sit on those assets we get and then wait uh, till the offseason to trade. Do, do you think um we'll ever have a finished product um this year? Yeah, I think once once James is traded, I believe that what we get from that team will be who we who we are this year. Um, I don't think picks 
will be moved. Um, if picks are moved, it could go one of the, one of two ways. Either we're really, you know, way, way worse than we thought we would be, or we are the top team in the league, and we probably there's some an injury or something, and you have to address it. That's the way I think. That's the only way I think. If you get draft picks, that you you use them right now. I think you've got to carry it over to next year with all the different cap stuff and the free agency and the salary cap space. I don't think you can make a move with that unless something critical happens that needs to be addressed immediately. Um. So by finished product, we need like what to happen. So we need to trade Harden, most likely for assets. And then since no one's really available, like Woj kind of talked about this the other day. He said like this is a weird time of the season where a lot of guys aren't really available um, because, you know, teams still have hopes for the season, everything you plan for. You don't know how good or bad you're going to be. So it's all like, you know, oh, we could do it this year, right? Everyone's everyone's got their hopes high. Um, I guess you have to wait for the season to start. Certain teams to play not as good as what their teams thought they were going to play. Their hopes get crushed. Their fans give up. Pressure to management to blow it up, trading your best player with the largest salaries who also fit with what we're looking for. That's a lot of factors, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't see that happening for a long time. That's, a, that's way too many steps with like a week, two weeks to go before the season starts. Um, and also because Maury's shown that he doesn't – he doesn't rush deals. So even if we get this done, let's say we get two first. Let's just say we get that. Um, I think he sits on that for a while till he finds the next right move for the right price, for the right player that he wants to bring in for the long haul. Because, again, like they've said for a long time, this next move is probably it. Not not the, a hardened one, but the next team we make around Embiid will probably be it. Like, that's what's going to have to be Embiid's supporting cast for the next three, four years. Um, so it, they're not, they're going to take their time with every single move they have to make from here on out. So I guess it'd be fair to call it a transition season more than a pun season that they don't like that terminology, but I think the finished product is going to be kind of an unfinished roster for the, for, for the season. Once we get rid of hard. Yeah. Like, I, I can definitely see that. Like, like you said, there's just too many, too many moves to be made before, you know, like, like, and also, I, I did read that apparently uh, that Brogdon was another guy they were contemplating, but they prefer Harden over Brogdon. For now. For now. Yeah. 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 Which is also telling Philly, like, hurry up, because at some point, if we need a point guard that we want to bring in, I'm sure Portland will do it for one first, not two. So, although we want your guy, we're not going to wait forever. Because they have their own problems, too. They have an aging team who are going to be mostly up for contract after the season. I mean, you never know though. It could be a smoke screen too. Oh uh, yeah. We're really interested sure. in, in Brogdon. I mean, just throwing that out there. Um, and also apparently in the report I read that they had offered more for Drew holiday than we actually had offered. Oh, I did not read that. That's yeah. interesting. That was another report that came out that the Clippers had offered more for Drew holiday than, than we, than we did. Yeah. We don't have it. Yeah. That's yeah. why we need the Clippers trade. Cause we don't have assets. To yeah. Trade. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we'll have assets like that's what I understand. Like, if we don't have any assets to do anything, then how, how are we not a finished product? We can't if we can't make moves. We can't do anything. We've already he's already came out and said by Tobias still building on the roster, 
and Maxi not getting an extension tells you that we're a finished product for this season till next yeah. year. I don't know how you make any move and you won't do that. You won't re-up Maxi. Outside of Joel, he has to be priority number one. Yeah. So if you don't address that, how can you say we're, we're going to make a move? <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, I don't get how you can do that. So I don't know how they go in and make moves when you didn't address, you didn't address who you are deemed to have to be your number two option for the future. Yeah, that's because they want the next move to be made for an all-star level guard is what they said. Well, he could be an all-star level guard. Maxi. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. They want to make they want to take the assets from hard. I'm saying the Pacers got an all-star level guard that he's on par with. Yeah. Yeah. I believe he is, right? Yeah, yeah. He's on par with him, sure. So what's I mean, the, the issue? No, no, I, I I agree with all that. I'm saying I think Woj also said that they want to take whatever assets they get from the hard and flip for another all-star guard. That would, I guess, be the unfinished part of it. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, though. I mean, like, you, you know better than I mean, us, Eric. Like, what are, like... Right now, it's not the best time to trade for. I mean, it's it's, it's, the, best it's, player. it's 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 never really a bad time to trade if you have teams that are willing to trade. Yes, it, it, that's what it's about. So if teams are willing to trade and they want to get a deal done, it's never really a bad time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Clippers and Harden, there's a connection, and there's Harden wants to be there, and I think the Clippers want him there. It's mm-hmm. a matter of. How? How do we get it done? So I don't think that <clears throat> the timing is bad. I think the timing is worse as it creeps into the season. So I think these teams are like, let's get it done. Well, we have what was today? Ten days before the or you know, like what before the Sixers first game is what, 12 days? 12 yeah, days yeah. before then. You want to bring somebody in, you want them to at least get a five days to a full week of camp. And then the season will be their camp also. Yeah. Um, the first yeah. few weeks will be also be the camp. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's, it's really about April and May. So the earlier you can get that, as you all say, finished product, the better. But we can't But we can't be talking about we want to win a championship, but then we don't really know if we're the finished product and, and all that. We don't even know what we're doing, like, Come on, we're talking on you know we're talking about two different directions here. Yeah, I mean, I'm slowly watching that window close for the championship this year, though. If 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 Harden, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Is the um is the goal of the championship, or is the goal just for this team just to get to the Eastern Conference Finals? I mean, I think if we do just get to the Eastern Conference Finals. At the end of the season, we're saying this is a successful. I, I, I mean, right? obviously, in order to win a championship, that second goal would be accomplished, right? Um, so ultimately, I believe every team is going into the season, even though we know that's not going to happen for some teams. But that has to be your end goal. That's, yeah. that's how you have to prepare. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how you prepare for less than that. Right now, I mean, as the season goes, and you can tell when. Teams are, aren't preparing for that because they make adjust, adjustments and 
and how they play guys and their rotations, you can tell kind of what they're playing for. Um, but I, I, you just never know when if you get in there what can happen. I mean, we've been number one season, didn't win. So um, you just want to get in there. I mean, Miami has what, what, what was Miami last year? They had the AC? Yep. There you go. <laughs> we had an AC get to the finals. Yeah, you just never know. No. Also interesting, too, that this is the, the second or third report that we are looking for an all-star level guard. That's like the, like the third time it's been posted. This, you, mean, uh, you, you mean instead of a wing? Yeah. Yeah, just going for a guard. I, I just think that's an interesting, um, I guess, I don't know. Do they not feel that Maxi can be the, the the guard? I mean, or they think it's more attainable to get a guard than rather get a wing? I mean, I, I don't – Unless there's someone in free agency I mean, next year who's a wing that they think they can get. Yeah, I mean, it could be a guy that's going to be a free agent that they want to resign. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know those – you know, that's the Tasia's thing to figure out who's a free agent and all that stuff and who we can get. <laughs> um, it's some – all-star, is it an all-star guard or all-star, someone that's been an all-star or all-star caliber? I mean, someone that's close to being an all-star, all-star numbers compared to other guys that have been all-stars. We don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really about how they view Maxi. Do they do they view Maxi as a guy that's going to play primarily off the ball or on the ball? I don't know. I, I don't know, especially with the new coach and the new system. I really don't know how they view him going forward. I, I think if you if if we figure that out or we kind of see that as the season starts, um, that would help me kind of narrow down some examples of who they could probably get. Yeah, definitely somewhere in the Levine-ish range. Yeah, I mean we've talked about um, Zach. For for a while, like he is, yeah. I think he's the perfect complement. Um, yeah, same here. What we're looking for. Um, I've heard Chicago could move move him. Um, I just think it'll take a lot. That's a good example of a team that might be just waiting for the season. We're good with where we're at right now. Let's see how the season goes. And after like a month, if they're underperforming and it's time just to part ways, yeah. then they could be like, all right. We'll take two first yes. and a pick swap for them or something. Yes. I could see that with Chicago. Um, yeah. yeah, I could see that. All right. So um, now we're going to get to the uh, the quote. I'll, uh, I'll read the quote again so you guys can get a nice, uh, fresh look at that. Um, so uh, James Harden talked to the media today um, a little while before we got on. Um, and he was asked if things could be repaired. And he said, no, this is not even about. This is not even about the situation. This is in life. When you lose trust in someone, it's like a marriage. You lose trust in someone. You know what I mean? It's pretty simple. He went on to say he's at he's here at practice and will continue to be the professional he's been for 15 years. So I'll give you guys the uh, – He also said one good, other good nugget. Um, he also said his plan when he came here was to retire a sixer. But – The front things, office had different plans. That, yes, yes. Uh, so, what do you guys think about um, about this quote and what Harden has to say about everything? You all know I'm pro player, right? Usually, right? You all know I'm pro player, mm -hmm. right? If I had to take sides, I usually take the side of the player. 
Um, I mean, I guess he's professional and showing up. I mean, he, yeah. he, he did do that. Um, won't have any issues out of camp from, you know, at least we haven't heard anything. I haven't read anything. Um, so far, so, so good. from that standpoint, he, he's, he's, um, as far as plan, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't have any secret cameras in to look and see what he's doing as far as plan. Um, I'm not like some people. Um, so uh, I, I don't really, you know, I guess he is professional from a stamp from that standpoint. Um, you know, historically he is, you know, been able to different situations, kind of get his numbers. Um, but as far as the um, relationship being over, yeah. I mean, when he said that, I was like, oh, it's no going back. He, he can't go back. Um, you, you just don't say that and then go back on that. Um, all a liar, what you mean? Liar comments? Yeah, all of us have okay. relationships that that somebody might have wronged us or we could have wronged them and you apologize or you, they apologize to you and you may forgive them, but the relationship is never really the same. You know what I'm saying? It's never really the same. Even though you've forgiven them or they've forgiven you, things are still different. You're a little more guarded in that situation. You're a little more guarded in that relationship. Um, and that's where it's at. And and I said before, I mean, James couldn't and wouldn't back off what he said. He, he, he's not going to do it. Um, so I'm not going to try to dig into the why and what happened. All I know is he said what he said, and based on the new rules in the league, he has to show up, and he did. So I believe that being said, there's an expectation to I'm doing my part, do yours. Yeah. So another part, yeah, part of that question also, like do you think it's – Where do you see the challenges of like, cause it, can you be temporarily slash partially bought in? I mean, buying in means like I'm here for this amount of time, but this whole thing sounds like I'm here as long as you're trying to trade me. So like one thing Woj brought up was. Go ahead. You finish. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was saying one one thing finish. Woj said was Harden's being good right now as professional because it's understanded that they're trying actively to get him out of there, but there are dead spots to trade talks. Like he said, right. So like after maybe a week or two, like they might cut off ties for like maybe a couple weeks. How is he going to do in those dead spots of a trade talk? We, we don't know. I mean, we really don't know. But the, it, it, the issue is, is what is James going to do? But what is the Sixers going to do? Like you're gonna show him all this stuff and and put it in your whole system, you're gonna show him your whole system. You're gonna include him and start him and play him the way you're gonna play him if you want him to be there all year if you're trying to move him. So that works both ways. Yeah. I get what you're saying. That's a really good question. But yes, James got to buy in, but they have to buy in too. They can't make him feel like an outsider, just like you know, he he wants to he can't feel like he's not a part of it. So a lot of times when, when that happened, people tend to only focus on the player buying in. 
but the team got to buy in two mm-hmm. to that same player. So that takes a lot of professionalism from both sides. But players are able to do it, especially a player on James' talent status. They're able to do it. And I've said that. I believe I said it this summer. James Harden is good enough of a basketball. He's a good enough basketball player to put up numbers in a situation that's not necessarily going well as far as relationship-wise, but he can still put up successful and really good numbers because of the talent that he is. I said that. He can do that. I have no issue with James getting numbers. Um, Now, from a relationship standpoint and, you know, all of the locker room stuff, and I think when guys are on the basketball court, I think they can work well. But it's the it's the locker room, the travel, and all of that, spending time with people, and then all of a sudden you start forming clicks, and clicks start separating. Like, that's my concern if you don't make a move. As a player, I'd love to ask you this too. Uh, I mean to ask you this for weeks. I keep forgetting. If you're going to have a problem, as a player, if you're going to have a problem, what, what's the easiest to manage and, and navigate? Problem with another player on your team, a problem with your coach, or a problem with the GM? Say it again. Say if your question again. What's the easiest to kind of navigate and manage as a player? A problem with another player, a problem with your coaching, or a problem with your management? So for me to manage, which one's easier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Player's perspective, sure. I really, I, I think from a, it's, that's sort of a tough question because sometimes the managing usually takes something else, meaning like it's easier to manage a player if it's player management. Um, but if it's coach player, that's a little more difficult. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for James, I think it's his issue is management, but for the most part, management is almost looked at as a business decision outside of the locker room. It's not like a clubhouse decision, you know, some where a coach comes off as part of the clubhouse, part of the group, and he's making decisions. It seems more personal when personal within the group when it's a coach, where management seems like it's more personal outside of the club. Okay, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably manager would be the team. The team as a the team as a group, and then the coaches is as a group that's connected to the players, but they have their own club. But those clubs are kind of connected together. Management is like there. And you know they're there, but you do so many things that you don't really feel like they're connected to as much. Because mm-hmm. they're they're more of once your contract, everything is done, it's like they're there, but they're not really in the club. They're not really in the day-to-day. So a player that has issues with the management isn't really, to me, as big a deal as a player that's having an issue with the coach. Because that's every day right in everybody's face. Whereas management, you don't see that. You don't see it every day. You don't see most of that stuff that happened between their differences. 
like with James was during the offseason. Yeah. But now it's the coach. It's every day, every day in practice, every day in the game, in the locker room, on the bus, in the training room. It's every day, all the time. Yeah. So it's e- it would be easiest to to feud and, with men and, player and stay professional. Yeah. And that's Whereas what I'm saying. Coach. It's kind of hard to just be like, if you have an issue with management, have an issue with a coach or player, it's usually somebody having an issue with somebody else. So it's usually two parties. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say player management is usually the easiest to deal with as a team and player. Yeah, because, I mean, some players spend their entire career playing for a, a GM they don't like. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not that uncommon to really not yeah, like it. Yeah, but it's with usually, usually when you have an issue with your GM, it's usually contract-related and contract-related only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but when it's a coach, it could be how he talk to you, how he play you, yeah. how, you know what I'm saying, like he how he contradicts his words. Like, it could be all kinds of different things. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the difference with Maury and, and Harden is that they have a much more personal relationship, more than most GMs and players do. So that's why it's such yes. a big deal and, with that. And, and, and James um, and Maury is on record saying that James made his career. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, he didn't say it exactly like that, but he said something similar to that. Yeah, Maury said so, so much, so James much stuff sees, hyping up James. James sees sees that relationship differently. Um. So I just want to comment on your act, the, the the second question you had there. Um. I got a, I got a couple problems with what he said. The marriage analogy. Here's the problem with that. If you have a trust issue in your relationship, forget about your marriage, relationship. If you have a trust issue in your relationship, at some point, you'll talk about it with them. You may not come to the resolution you want to. You might come away going, okay, you said the reasons why you did or said what you said. I still don't, I, I still don't think I can go on with this, right? From everything I've heard, Maury and Hardy haven't spoken since like before free agency started. So they never even had a conversation to at least clear the air. So this would be like breaking up with someone without ever even talking to them. Never even like, like it's not even, not even like a real fight. It's like, it's like your friend said something that she told him at a club and then she came home and your are stuff you, was gone. Are you assuming, are you assuming that that doesn't happen? People break up with people over and never talk to them again. It's called, it's are called, you assuming go- that that- it's called ghosting. <laughs> you don't <laughs> Are you assuming you're that? You're gonna, you're gonna ghost your fifth, ten year wife, ten year like husband, ten year girlfriend, boyfriend? Really? That's pretty like. Well, it depends. Okay. On, it depends on what happens. But if, never if it's millions involved, you may do it. If it's millions involved, you may do it. But I get what you're saying. But not everybody is talking about millions of dollars. They'll eventually talk in court, at least. They'll talk in mediation. But but most people aren't talking millions of dollars. When you talk millions of dollars, it's usually some issues. Oh, there's definitely issues. So you're talking about a a relationship that where you're talking millions of dollars. Trust me, I've been on that end. I know, personally. Yeah. People will act differently. 
And yeah. you will not want to talk to them people anymore. Ever. I know that personally. You can feel like that. But there are such things as like... Down, but it comes down to someone that you felt... if you And I'm not saying this is James' situation. I'm just speaking on an experience and things that general, I know talking general. to other people in general. When you, when you have a relationship with someone and you feel like you've done something for them or done a lot for them or you've helped them and then all of a sudden that trust and that hurt is there some things there are no repairing some things you just like man i'm done so you, so you sometimes you can like you say you can talk it out and work it out there comes a point where you just like there's no talking this is it it's over it's over and another person, the other person may not feel the way you the other person may not feel the way you feel, but some people, there's just a cutoff. Like some things is just like, that's it. And there's no rhyme or reason or rules on how that has to be established. But when you, you're done, you're done. You're making it sound like it's a mounting like problem after problem and then cut off. You say the word cut off. That usually means after all these problems, like I'm done at this point. Yes. And more and hard... More than hard, have, they have some, had particular, some particular times it doesn't have to be a problem. It, it doesn't have to be previous problems. It could be something that you feel like this is what I stand on. And if this, this happened, I can't go backwards because this happened. This, this happened in my relationship. And we all know things happen in relationships. Some people like if you trust and all of a sudden you with someone and you find out they stole tons of money out the account and spent it doing this and that. Some people have affairs and stuff like that. They're like, done. It's no, we don't need to talk anymore. I'm done. So it doesn't have to be anything that's leading up to that. It depends on the people that are that are involved in it. So as a Sixer fan, I guess I we are the kids in this scenario between Mama Harden and Papa Mori. <laughs> or whatever, however you want to go with that, right? Okay, so we're the kids, right? We're in the middle of all this shit. Mama Harden. <laughs> you just say Mama Harden, man. Well, I know, I know whose parent you. I know which parent you're siding with, Tasia. <laughs> so, so okay. So if I if I got wind and it was like Papa Daryl's, like, hey man, uh, have you gone home today? Like, no. Nah. Well, uh, Mama Harden shit's all gone. I'm like, whoa, dude, what did you do? Did you talk? Like, no, she won't pick up my phone calls. And then like months go by because like reading the, the Ramona Showburne story and a lot of stories that come out to, to really like break down the timeline here, they're selling. There have been a lot of miscommunication and misunderstandings with this entire process from start to finish with his contract and resigning him and, and, and not wanting to br uh, breach um, um, the rules for um, – to get second round picks taken away again from for tampering there's been a lot of like misunderstandings i would think as the kid in this at least at some point you talk and you air it out and going back to what you said way earlier yes at that point you can for like you said you could forgive somebody but we can't get beyond this i get that but they haven't even done that part of it to even get a chance well, we don't really know because everything we don't really know because every report comes out is pro Sixers report. 
Yeah, I mean, Sherbrooke, seems, if Woj is speaking, it's from the team. It's yes. from the team. I agree with that. It's from the team. Ramona, the I'm a little more split on, though. Ramona, I'm a little more 50-50 on. I, I get it. I'm just saying, but we heard James speak. So we don't have to assume about anything else. We heard him speak once, and then he reaffirmed what he said before. So we don't have to worry about any in-between. He let us know exactly how he felt, and he reaffirmed it now. He did. So yes, whatever happened true. in between is from the team. If it's not from the team, it's not what James said. He just told us how he felt twice. So there's no need to assume anything else. From his perspective, we can't assume anything else from his perspective because he's told us on two separate occasions what his perspective is. So we don't need to assume anything else about what James says or how he feels. He told yeah, us. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's – yes, I, I agree with that. So to an formally answer that question of being temporarily bought in, and if that's possible, um, I think it's extremely difficult for a guy to be partially or temporarily bought in um, because what Woj kind of alluded to is that it's going to really depend how bought in he is is going to just depend on his daily moods and patience with the contract or not and with the trade. And if he's not happy with how it's going, he might be a jerk that day. Maybe. Who knows? So we just yeah. don't know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, know. I think, I think, I mean, that is true, but that could also be true for a guy as a free agent that they didn't give an extension to. Maybe they were going to. We just don't know that, though. I'm just saying, uh, it, it could be the same. They didn't offer Tobias a free. Tobias is telling him to go play, be a free agent. They told Maxie at the end of the day, uh, we're going to let you play this year out. What if his numbers go down? You think they're going to offer him more money? No. Okay, because they've shown James how they dealt with James. They've showed you they like they wouldn't do that. So you would have to assume that they wouldn't do that. Mm, As a player, if you're a player and you're paying attention to it, if you go and you have a, a worse year, not a bad year, just a worse year than your previous year, you can't assume that they're going to give you the money that you thought you deserved the previous year based on you what you're watching. So if you're Maxi or anything can happen, you got to be like, somehow looking at them sideways when they be like, well, we're not going to go for you an extension right now. We want to get the free agency. You got, you have, you have to be looking at them a little sideways. What I find weird about the whole thing though, well, a lot of things, but one of the things is that Harden's really his cutoff point, as you say, is not being offered something that just hadn't happened yet. It's like if I'm throwing a huge party, right. And then I, I invite Marcus, I invite, my friend John, I invite Frank. You call me up and you're like, because John and Frank said, well, we're going to Tejas' party. You right there automatically assume, oh, I'm, I'm not invited. I'm not invited. You call me up and you're like, dude, you didn't invite me to your party. Screw you. I'm done with you. I'm blocking you. Click. And I'm like, dude, I, I just, I hadn't invited you yet. Doesn't mean I'm not going to invite you to the party. You can't not talk to me ever again because you assume I was not going to invite you. Like, I was going to invite you. But you're like, no, 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 no. I'm done with it. It's over. I'm like, I mean, like, that's my one problem. It's like it wasn't. It's it's just different. I just don't think that he can he can do whatever he wants. Really, that's the only unreasonable part is that 
He's mad about something that didn't happen so, yet. So, so based on the rules, you're assuming that they didn't they didn't speak before, or because no one wants to get in trouble. Is that what you're saying? We did just get in that's trouble. What he opted in. I'm just saying. So you so he opted in because he had to opt in, right? I think he opted in because he felt panic. Because that opt in was before before free agency, right? I think he found, got wind of Van Fleet taking up all Houston's money, and he panicked. Yes. Um. So 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 that means and Houston was talking before then. Yeah, probably. Only people only care when we do it. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. saying. So if they got wind to it, that means Houston was talking before they were supposed to. Well, that's why I, don't get, I actually told Marcus this last week. I don't get something about the the timeline because. Uh, Udoka and 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 Harden apparently talked and had a good conversation, but he said, I want to be the number one option. When did that conversation take place? Because you're not allowed to talk to guys. So I always thought that was weird that they had this conversation, which is tampering, and they admitted to it. So I don't know why people aren't coming after Houston, actually. Well, is it considered tampering? Let's say Udoka had a conversation with Harden before he ever took the Houston job. He knew he was going to take the job. He knew Harden was a free agent. Maybe he talked to him while he was waiting on saying yes to the Houston job. I mean, that's what that's what they would say. That's yeah, what they yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably did because, say. That's why they're not going out. They have, because they had a previous relationship from Brooklyn that he probably talked to him before he took the job. Yeah. Yes. That's what we don't know if that happened. We know that that's what they would say. Yeah. Smart. Um, Clever. And yeah, and I don't yeah. think I don't think the I don't think the Fred. Um, Deal was more of a we we want him over James. I thought it was more of we want a guy that's still willing to play without the ball. Yeah, a better fit, right? A lot of young guys that need the basketball. Yeah, um, and for their development, you know, you know, Fred probably a better option. Wouldn't you want the league leader in the for that, though? Well, it depends on how you're planning on using those young guys. That's what I'm trying to say. If they're catch-and-shoot guys, but if they're primary ball handlers, then no, it's, it's going to stop their growth. Yeah. Or you sign in James to do something that he's not best at. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. So, um, I don't know. I, I, like, I, I do believe that Somehow they had a relationship and it was, it was, I'm not sure we'll ever know no. um, the truth because I think what everybody assumes is would be considered right now illegal. And that's what everybody assumes. Um, yep. And so you can't say that right now. So and I don't think they ever will right now. So we can keep on assuming that. And I think that, that's what leads us to thinking, well, what went happen? What happened? Or why how did it get to this point? The fact that it's to this point pretty much confirms to me that something happened before, right? Previously. Yeah. There yeah. There were some disjointed conversations beforehand. Yeah. I think I read that Harden got wind of their plans, but he wanted the phone call from Maury personally. I mean, but yeah, but not extending Maxi also confirms some things. <laughs> Definitely, that makes it very clear. 
because 2024 plans for sure. Yeah, but based on like what you've always said, like it was always Tobias was like you you and your people have been talking about moving him for two years now. You couldn't wait to this year. I also said, not my people, but me. Hey, 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 hey. All I'm saying is, and your people couldn't wait to this year. Yeah. Because you just knew we were going to move Tobias. I also said, though, if you kept him through all this stuff, and maybe he'll sign like a Harrison Barnes type deal when he's a free agent, 18 mil per season. That would be amazing, too. I'd love Tobias in that contract. Love it. And maybe he will. Maybe he will sign. Maybe they can talk him into signing a more team-friendly deal so they can get this guy and this guy signed. You long-term. Let's do it, baby. We'll see. Or he could be gone in two months. <laughs> no one's shocked. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait for that uh, ESPN documentary in uh, 20 years. Oh, on, uh, at the end of Daryl Morey and James Harden's relationship. Who would have thought this would be like rivaling some of like the previous storylines in this whole process and beat era, man. This is crazy. It's crazy, man. It's really yeah. it's been a wild ride. This will be its own documentary. It's all, or we'll have to wait for someone's book to come out on actually what happens behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, okay. So talking about the, uh, the trade uh, and making deals. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about Terrence man, not being on the table in any deal and also how the Clippers do not want to give up any second first-round pick, hence them calling around the league, to gauge the value of their one pick they are offering us. The question is, would you rather have Terrence Mann or another first-round pick included in the deal? Good question. Go ahead, Thais. You want to go first? Okay. <laughs> uh, I think it depends on we want help for this season or future seasons this season if you're going by current season i'd rather have man he helps us become a better team if we're talking about management doesn't even believe that we're in a place where we can really win a championship they'll never say this out loud but really win a championship this year um and the plan it really they're hardcore committed to that 2024 cap space plan uh then the, the draft pick i just think um there's a lot of people out there that don't even believe that we want man's 10 million on the hook after this season because we'd rather have the open space. Um, if we're committed to that plan, I'd rather have the pick because to be honest with you, this might break some hearts, but man does not make us a championship contender. He doesn't move the needle enough this season to make us not have that first round pick asset for future trades for future seasons. I mean, I think it just depends on the whole package. You have to see who the whole, what the whole package is. Um, but if they were like your expirings, Eric, uh, uh, first round pick in 2028, and you can choose between 2030 first or man. I mean, if we're still trying to win, I'm talking about right now. I mean, I think you need to do all that you can to have Joel's best years give you the best chance to win. I just can't say see how we can be talking about the future and you got an MVP candidate right now. We talk about the future. Like we gotta try to win with this guy. I know. So yeah. you're going man I first. I understand the future is important too, but 
it's also important to get a generational talent and try to win the championship with them. Yep. But you said you said years, plural, though. So that's not just this year. It's for his rest of his like four years under contract. So, yeah, I'm saying during his years, like, did you have him in his best, his best basically span of playing the game? You have to try to win. Like you look at what, you know, Milwaukee's doing. They, they know Giannis, especially the way he plays, like he's not going to be able to maintain that for the next 10 years. So yeah. you, everybody's not LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? Like that's only one of those guys. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to maintain some some form of upper upper level team management to try to keep continue to try to win. And as you have that guy, yeah. When you have that guy, you got to do it. Like the Mavericks got Luca. Like they got that guy. So you got to try to do it right now. I'm assuming Maury knows the teams he wants to call once he gets these assets for Harden. I think he knows the players he was going after and the teams he's going to make calls to. I'm also assuming that he knows at this point, he's had a lot of time to talk about these GMs about this. He knows what it will take to get that player out of that team. And he's trying to get that out of the Clippers. So if he thinks – it's better off with man and we can just include him in the next deal. Sure. Or uh, another pick then. Sure. How long do we have to wait? If, if let's say we get this deal done within a week or two, we would have to wait till what, like January or December to trade man. That depends if they want to allocate it or not. So if they, once they make the trade official, official at the drew holiday, then we have to wait. Um, if, if, um, cause you, cause you can't allocate salaries with him. Right. So it'd have to be like a straight up. And I don't think that would be for, I think we would have to add in a bunch of guys into that deal to get a Levine or whoever. Um, then we'd have to wait, but if we have a deal set with the Clippers and I think we can call someone else to be like, Hey, I have the Clippers giving me 28, uh, pick swap and Terrence man. Does that get me Zach Levine? Yes. Okay. Well, let's make this a three-way deal. They could do that. Hmm. I don't think that happens. <laughs> Yeah, I think we get man. We sit on man for a good portion of the year, maybe even all of it. Yeah, I mean, I think the the, 20, the first and man is a little of both. Is a little bit of future and a little bit of of trying to win right now too. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. And who knows if man blossoms and he's like, holy shoot, this is exactly what all Clippers management and fans wanted him to be his entire time. Maybe you keep him for that nine, 10 million. It's his bargain at that point. And then you get someone else. Like, okay, we have another hole filled. Now we need to get so and so to fill in the other hole. Who knows? Yeah. It's a bargain. You hear this, you hear this guy, Eric? It's a bargain at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, a final topic here. Uh, so, uh, let's get into some of the basketball talk. So, preseason has begun. Uh, we've played the Boston Celtics twice, so, you know, starting this year, the same way we ended last year. Uh, we lost the Celtics twice, once by eight and other by uh, 11. Um, I've seen some fans, not that many, to be quite honest with you, some fans being outraged by us losing to the Celtics um, and just continuation of losing to them. Um, but do you think this is a real metric of where we are, Eric, or is this just a meaning, these meaningless preseason games? I mean, it's, to a certain extent, it's a metric. I mean, usually they're starting a game or the first quarter, but 
it's hard. I mean, guys aren't playing. Guys aren't playing the regular minutes. I mean, they've already cut the preseason games in half from when I played. I mean, they just go straight to the season. Just guys aren't playing. Just go straight to the season. I mean, I, it's almost like I don't even watch preseason games, man. I don't even watch them. Well, if you guys do, but I tried to watch. I watched the first quarter, and I was like, "Man, this is what is this?" I'd rather watch <laughs> practice than watch. It was Hauser jacking up threes, is what it was for Boston. I, I, I'm not, I don't. I don't do the preseason games. College football got it the best. Start right when the season start the regular season right away. Yep. Yeah. Do, do they do um obviously the NFL they have preseason but they also do the inner squad scrimmages do they do that in the NBA are there inner squad like like preseason scrimmages like like you know, there's Boston like Philly do it like, a little There's another team no. yeah no um, interesting um like they I, may I, do it like if if two teams happen to be like over traveling overseas for a tournament they may have something like that okay um, but it's technically not permitted because you're only allowed eight preseason games. I mean, eight or whatever four preseason games. Everybody's supposed to be allowed the same amount of preseason games. Oh, so it'd be like an unofficial preseason game, though. Okay. Yes. That's, true. That's okay. what it is. It just doesn't have a crowd. Yeah. It's like a bubble game. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I kind of agree with you I, I on that. I It's – I think the only metric it shows us, not that it's evidence, but I I didn't need to see those games to know that we're a step below Boston. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, we're both missing key players, Brown Tatum and B. Tarden. We're not, we're not on their level. And it, yeah, I don't think the, the preseason game where, you know, guys are getting, bench players are getting like 30 minutes a game. Uh, no, that doesn't show me that, but I do like seeing certain guys contribute in certain ways. Ubre looked pretty good. Yep. Um, Maxi looks like prime for another jump. Um, I think individually you get to see where – and correct me if I'm wrong, Eric. I think if anything, preseason shows you maybe a little more of like what some of these guys worked on and, and what they're what they're like, you know, um, off-season like, you know, goals are. You know, if we see what Maxi worked on the off-season, what Reed worked on the off-season, trying, trying to shoot more threes, well, shot I mean, two threes. I, mean, I, I think it's – I think it's really about taking how you're practicing and putting it in the game form, um, working on the, you know, whatever you're trying to do, and being able to see if you can execute it in the in the game from a team perspective. Um, individually, um, you just you give guys a real live game setting of what's coming. So there there's no way to playing for a real game except to play a real game. So, I mean, that's what it is. But it's, you know, to judge on how a team's going to look in the preseason, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess, um, like I've always been told, people say that preseason don't matter. Um, But if you lose and then you lose when the season starts, they'll bring up the preseason. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's totally different players playing. Um, you know, I remember the Lakers let Mike Brown go whatever four or five games into the season. They were like, he lost 
eight games in a row, whatever, because they, they counted the preseason games. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. So um, losing always matters, no matter what it is. But they say the preseason, no matter But I, I don't – I mean, I just don't know how you can say we can get a feel for this team if Joel doesn't play. Yeah. 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 Danny Greenhouse looked good. Yeah. I was going to say that. There's a, there's a, there's one highlight I saw because I watched the first half of the, of the, um, of both games. There's a highlight though. Danny Green stole a ball, threw a bomb to, uh, Kelly Oubre in the corner, knocked down three. <laughs> it was a nice play. Uh, there was the, that was the, uh, the highlight play that I saw uh, while watching the second game. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> And uh, Ubre said before the game was that uh, Drew Handlin was working with Embiid uh, doing a little uh, uh, practice before the game. Uh, Hamlin just mentioned to Ubre, he's like, "Hey, uh, square your shoulders up on your shot." I saw in the first game your, your shoulders weren't squared up. He said he corrected that, and then I think he went four for four from three. Um, four for six. Four for six. Good though. Three. Yeah, yeah he looks great. Uh, he thinks he'd be a good addition for the squad this year. And maybe that's why we're not going after a wing in the trade. Maybe. I'm kidding. Uber's the future. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Whatever, man. It's preseason. Hey, Uber, Uber's only 27, by the way. It's not like he's old guy. Oh, like he can play. I thought he would. He was a good pickup for us. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we gotta go. You know, at that position, you gotta go guard Tatum and Brown and Giannis and. Jimmy and all that. Yeah. So you can square up, square up your shoulders guarding them dudes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's going to come down to. No, yeah. I'm, just, no I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, yeah, this, it's going to be big, down some shots, but it's, it's about stopping them dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I get it. It'll be great. He, he me. Kelly, I mean, he scored 20 points a game. He can score the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Shoulders or not. I don't yeah. know how many shots he's going to get us. I mean, you know, because we got we got Joel, we got Maxi, we got James on his replacement, and we got Tobias that said that the offense is free-flowing and he's going to be more aggressive. <laughs> yep. What well, is that quote? It was something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. so that's I don't know where um, Kelly. He. I don't know where all these other shots gonna come from. Where does that leave us? Like twelve shots after that. <laughs> I don't know where all these other shots gonna come from, man. You like PJ's gonna get his normal um, four to five, four to six, three corner threes. Mm-hmm. Melton's gonna get some shots. Yep. Um, Melton's looking for his, his next contract, so he'll be he'll be taking some shots. Paul Reed's gonna get some shots up too. Yeah, he wants to shoot threes now. Oh yeah, he's going to shoot threes. Yeah, got the green Has he been shooting in. threes in the preseason? Has yeah, he been shooting been. in the preseason? Yeah. Are you think he's making? I think he's over three or four. Yeah. But, He'll get yeah. there. It's preseason, right. you'll get there. <laughs> I think he attempted more in two preseason games than Simmons did his entire career in Philly. So that's a good start. Yeah, Paul Reed. Ben, what Ben got to do with this, man? Uh-huh. <laughs> Paul Reed. Don't have Paul anything Reed. to do with this, man. 
We're talking about attempting threes. I I, just, I, I happen to think of Ben. I would I, I would love for Paul. I would love for Paul to average 16, 6, and 6. Yes, so would I. Okay. Sure. You can't compare him to Ben Simmons then. <laughs> just the attempted <laughs> shots. <laughs> okay. Just the attempted shots. All right. I'm just saying. Paul Reed actually made it. Uh, he was another another sixer to make a comment about Doc um, since our last show. Who was? Uh, Paul Reed. He was another Sixers guy to uh, make a comment about um, – about uh, Doc, it was a, it was a subtle comment, but it was it was another subtle little dig. Uh, he said last season, if I was taking threes, I probably would have played for like ten games. Wouldn't have played for like ten games. They would have benched him for ten games. He said if he shot threes, saying how this nurse is telling him to shoot threes now. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why that for lot that that's a difference in coaching philosophy. That doesn't make a coach wrong. Yeah, especially if you're starting out 0 for four in the preseason, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not. I'm, I'm not saying that to. Make no, I know. I just don't found it funny though. I'm just. I guess I'm not making fun of them, but I'm just saying like you make that comment and then you start now 0 for four. Like yeah, that's true. why you just don't make the comment. Just play. True. I mean, you you make a comment and you may prove Doc right. So just be careful what you say. Yeah. Tell you what, with all the comments our guys have said about Doc, it's gonna we, we, gotta have, win, we might we gotta win a championship, man. Since Doc is going the nurses in there. I look, I mean I said it before I'm expecting a championship the way we talking, man. <laughs> well that and uh Sixers fans better uh, expect the criticism when, when we have Doc's games not in there, nurses in there, you know, and he, he was in there and he got his championship and you know, look trying we, different things. We gotta win yeah, free, you know, Doc. They got rid of once we got rid of Doc, you know. Yeah, since he was the problem. That's it. Doc, Doc's gonna get us good when we when we have games on ESPN. He's gonna he's gonna say some stuff, and it's, Sixers fans gonna be very upset about him saying stuff too. He was okay. They asked him. That he was on a show ESPN recently. He, I don't think he said him any bad things. He just it was, you know. it was particularly just about James Harden, though. It was it was just he about still, his... he still could have said bad things. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He did. Yeah. He's going to be Not... professional. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He will be. <laughs> he's going to show up and be professional. Yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah. Doc's classy man. He's he's a classy yeah. guy. Show he's classy. You know. <laughs> But all right, guys. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in 76ers. We'll see you guys next week. Next week's our last show before the season begins. So you know what that means. That means we're going to be doing some uh, season uh, season statistic uh, predictions uh, for uh, next week's episode. So I like looking, looking forward to that. I like. All right, guys. We hope you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.